Hey friends, I'm Jeremy Hearn and welcome to the Saint Friends Podcast, a podcast for Catholics, non-Catholics, and really anyone interested in learning about the lives of some ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives and answered God's call to holiness. Today's Saint Friend may as well be the patron saint of this podcast, since he spent much of his life teaching the radical truth that ordinary men and women are called to holiness, no matter what their state in life. So let's find out more about the man who holds the unique title of the Gentleman Saint, as we learn about our new friend, St. Francis de Sales, Bishop and Doctor of the Church. Francois was born to a noble family at the Chateau de Salle in the Savoy Kingdom near Geneva, Switzerland, on August 21, 1567. From an early age, he wanted to serve God. He knew for years that he was being called to the priesthood, but kept it a secret from his family, especially his father, who wanted him to become a lawyer or politician. In 1580, Francis went to the University of Paris, and at the age of 24, he had graduated with his doctorate in law from the University of Padua. Even while in school, Francis never forgot his love for God. He studied theology and prayed daily in his head so as to hide his devotion. At his father's request, he also studied fencing and horseback riding. The call for Francis to devote his life to Christ came all too clearly when one day he fell from his horse three times, and each time he fell, his sword flew out of his scabbard and landed blade down in the ground, clearly resembling a cross. Once is an accident twice a coincidence, but three times clearly something bigger is at work there. After much discussion and disagreement with his father, Francis was ordained a priest, and named as the Provost of Geneva, not quite a bishop, but still with some authority. Francis lived at the time of the Protestant Reformation, and it was during this time that he lived closest to the Calvinists. He decided that he should lead an expedition to bring the nearly 60,000 Calvinists back to the Catholic Church. So, for three years, he walked the countryside, had doors slammed in his face, and rocks thrown at him. During the freezing winters, his feet froze so badly that they bled as he walked through the snow. It was Francis's patience, though, that kept him going. No one would listen, and eventually they stopped opening the doors altogether, so he found a way under them. He wrote little pamphlets to explain Catholic teachings and slid them under the doors. This was recorded as one of the first times that Catholic teaching was printed out and given to people to help them understand the faith. Well, written, not printed, but you get the idea. Francis also realized that he wasn't reaching the parents of children, so he was kind and played with the children. When the parents saw this, they would begin to talk with him. By the time Francis returned from his quote-unquote expedition, it's thought that he brought back 40,000 people to the Catholic Church. He created alliances with King Henry IV of France and Pope Clement VIII, who is credited with blessing the coffee bean and allowing for the widespread consumption of what was formerly known as Satan's drink, but that is neither here nor there. His relationship with Henry IV grew to the point that they went out on diplomatic missions together, and our new saint friend gave Lenten reflections at the royal chapel. 
It was from this relationship and Henry IV's recognition of Francis's virtue that he gained the title of Gentleman Saint. In 1602, Bishop Grenier of Geneva died, and Francis was consecrated as his replacement. But he only set foot in the city twice as the bishop, once when the Pope sent him to try and convert John Calvin's successor, Theodore Beza, and again when he was just passing through. In 1604, Francis was in Dijon, France, and saw a woman listening intently to his preaching, but he had seen this woman before, in a dream, a few nights earlier. Her name was Jane de Chantal, and she was a dedicated Catholic. They spoke, and Jane wanted Francis to take over her spiritual direction, but he wanted to wait, saying, quote, I had to know fully what God himself wanted. I had to be sure that everything in this should be done as though his hand had done it. End quote. But Jane was on the path to holiness, so Francis knew his only option was to follow her. Years later, in 1610, Francis founded the Order of the Visitation, and Jane the sister order of the Sisters of the Visitation. Francis was often overworked and sick from his constant preaching, visiting, and teaching. Hey, he even learned another language in order to catechize a deaf man so that he could have Holy Communion for the first time. Francis believed that his first job as the bishop was the spiritual direction of the people, and wrote about his experience to Jane, saying, quote, So many have come to me that I might serve them, leaving me no time to think for myself. However, I assure you that I do feel deep down within me, God be praised. For the truth is that this kind of work is infinitely profitable to me. End quote. All this work didn't weaken Francis's spirit, but instead brought him strength. During this time, it was commonly thought that only the priests and those in religious life could achieve true holiness, and that the lay men and women were just along for the ride. Francis introduced the radical thought that every person was called to holiness in a way unique to their situation in life. This ultimately created the framework for what the Second Vatican Council called the universal call to holiness, and reaffirmed the early church teachings and the teachings of Jesus himself that no matter what your job or social status, age, gender, or race, everyone can become more like Christ. And that's what holiness is all about. In 1608, he wrote his most famous book called Introduction to the Devout Life. It was originally a series of letters that became an overnight success across Europe, as it was written for lay people as well as the clergy and religious. Some clergy rejected the idea that lay people could be holy like them, and some went as far as tearing up the book because Francis suggested that dancing and making jokes did not prohibit someone from being holy. The Scandal Francis would ultimately be named as one of the doctors of the church, so let's hear some more from his own words. For Francis, the love of God was like romantic love. Quote, the thoughts of those moved by natural human love are almost completely fastened on the beloved. Their hearts are filled with passion for it and their mouths full of its praises. When it's gone, they express their feelings in letters, and can't pass by a tree without carving the name of their beloved in its bark. Thus, those who love God can never stop thinking about him, longing for him, aspiring to him, and speaking about him. If they could, they would engrave the name of Jesus on the hearts of all humankind. End quote. 
the key to that kind of love of God was prayer. Quote, By turning your eyes on God in meditation, your whole soul will be filled with God. Begin all your prayers in the presence of God. End quote. For busy people, he advised, quote, Retire at various times into the solitude of your own heart, even while outwardly engaged in discussions or transactions with others, and talk to God. End quote. The test of one's prayer life, then, was their actions. Quote, to be an angel in prayer and a beast in one's relations with people is to go lame on both legs. End quote. For Francis, the worst sin a person could commit was to judge someone else. He taught that we should be as gentle and forgiving of ourselves as with others. As he grew older, he wanted to retire and become a hermit, but he was more in demand than ever. There were episodes where his help was needed by a pope, then a princess, and then Louis XIII, the father of the Sun King himself, Louis XIV of France. Ultimately, Francis died on December 28, 1622, and gave the nun attending him a single final word of advice. Quote, humility. End quote. Francis was canonized on April 19th in 1665 by Pope Alexander VII and named as a doctor of the church by blessed Pope Pius IX in 1877. His feast day is celebrated on January 24th each year, the anniversary not of his death, but of his burial. Thanks for joining me today as we've talked about the gentleman saint who reminded us all of the universal call to holiness, St. Francis de Sales. Feel free to reach out to us by email at saintfriendspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at saintfriendspod. Of course, you can always find us at our website, saintfriends.com. As we wrap up, we ask for the prayers of our new saint friend. Francis took the words of Christ seriously, quote, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, end quote. He admitted that for 20 years he struggled with a quick temper, but the overflowing good nature and kindness that came from him, the goodness, covered up any ill will that was in his heart. Francis was human, as are we all. Let him be an example to us that everyone is called to holiness in Christ. We say together, St. Francis de Sales, Bishop and Doctor of the Church, pray for us.